With today's podcast, number 117, we focus on three case studies that are typical of the circumstances of to-be retirees or those who are already in retirement. And we look at how to fashion a retirement so that you can control risk and provide income. Stay with us as we unpack how we would help these folks. Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade. We are looking at scenarios today, many of which I'm sure a lot of the details, possibly on each one, you can relate to as well. And Fred Sade is going to break down uh, the uh, approach that that he would take with these people if they come to him. That's something you can do. You can contact Fred at 800-593-8188 or the website moneymattersusa.net. This is Money Matters USA with Fred Sade, founder and managing director of the firm of the same name, Fred holding a Ph.D. in economics from Duke University and years in the financial arena. Now, Fred, you've seen all these scenarios, I'm sure, different variations. These are actually hypotheticals, but inspired by real-life scenarios. So this is going to be really helpful. I'll lay out the scenario, and then uh, you can just uh, – have at it. Break it down for us. Okay. So, <laughs> so we've got a 63 and a 64-year-old couple, and they're retiring in six months. The 63-year-old has a 401k and a 403b. The 64-year-old has a pension and a 401k. Both have maximized their contribution limits. Uh, uh, other investments include stocks, bonds, T-bills, gold, annuities, and real estate. They have no outstanding debt. They have two adult children, both of which live in the same state, and they would like to visit them at their leisure during retirement. Uh, so uh, walk us through, if you would, Fred, how you would go about helping this couple. Well, at, at first at first glance, it, it looks like, you know, they've played the what's my number uh, game, and it, it looks like, well, they, they've got all sorts of, you know, asset diversification, and they've got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and, and it looks very, very good. So the next step is to take a look at what they've actually, the more, the more get more specific, more granular, what they've actually uh, done. So we would want to look at their risk tolerance and their risk capacity. And that uh, that's the starting point uh, because risk tolerance is, is really something that, we, that is changeable over time, but it tells us how much money they're willing to lose. And risk capacity really gets into the specifics of, of what their retirement lifestyle is going to be like. Well, unfortunately, there's no blueprint for retirement that you can say, well, you know, I'll put this into the Excel spreadsheet and there we go. Well, you can't live uh, your retirement from an Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. and you should not 
live that way because retirement is not a math problem and there's no one form of retirement or retirement style uh, that covers everyone. So you have to figure out what your retirement lifestyle is going to be like and is it going to be fulfilling and enjoyable for you and is that the one that you want to uh, you want to live. So the first the first thing, as I say, is risk tolerance and risk capacity. Then the next thing is to see how much risk uh, is actually in their portfolios. What would happen if we relive 2007 and 2008 all over again? And, you know, in the last few days, the few months, actually, but especially in the last few days, the uh, retirement has the, the retirement. The stock market has been in correction space. The um, the Nasdaq, the the uh, S and P, the uh, Russell in particular ha has largely been in freefall. So we would we would like to know if if two thousand seven two thousand eight. Uh, were to recur again, what would happen to the portfolios? How much risk is in there and how much loss would occur? And we know that the average recovery is about 18 months. But again, some sectors, it can take longer. So that that's absolutely where we would start is, is risk. And then, and, and then the next thing is we would want to know if their money all this money that they have managed to save, and it looks like, you know, on the surface, they've done a very good job. Mm -hmm. We would want to know uh, if the that, what do they want to do with that money? What are their goals? What's the purpose of the money? Do they have control over, over the money, or are they going to go into worry mode uh, about that? We, we see here that they do have uh, uh, some annuities. It's plural. Uh, we don't know what they've done on their Social Security planning. And that's vitally important because Social Security is a very powerful uh, life annuity uh, with a survivor benefit. And these people must be uh, somewhat affluent from, from all these assets that they've accumulated. Sounds like it. So Social Security planning is vitally important, particularly for the survivor. Because the, the survivor uh, uh, penalty, so, uh, call it a tax, whatever you want to call it, but there's a survivor penalty, particularly when you're affluent, when, when you lose one of the benefits and what the choices are that you're forced to pick for, for that survivor. So that, I think that's, that's the beginning of, of where I would, I would want to go. And the next thing I would want to, want to know uh, is uh, what's the budget? Uh, we we would we would want the we would want the budget done, um, it, certainly between a first and a second meeting, uh, and and we can't go any further until we see what that budget looks like. And it, the first meeting might sound like like it's kind of soft because we're not asking them. To, to give us their 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 uh, statements, but if they bring them, great. We're going to put them aside. We're mm -hmm. not really going to focus on that. We're going to focus on what I just talked about, and this that's a two to two and a half hour conversation. Because once you get into it, uh, you really 
you really find out uh, what it is, what it is that that people want, what is it that they're aiming at, and you find out what what their what their fears are, and some of the fears may be justified, some of them might not be. But if you can get control uh, over your money, so it does for you exactly what you want it to do, then you don't have to worry about it anymore. So that that's one of the things that we can set that we can set aside. Then we, we have to know what the lifestyle is going to be. How much income do they need uh, in retirement? <clears throat> and that really depends also in part uh, on, on what their goals are. In other words, let, they're saying that they want to, they want to travel to see their, their adult children mm-hmm. who live in the same state. Uh, is that the extent of what their travel is going to be? Uh, or do they plan to do some other traveling? And it's important to do traveling early, the earliest possible time in retirement uh, when you're young enough and healthy enough uh, to enjoy it because later on you lose your appetite for travel uh, as you as you start to age and you you know arthritis, bursitis, uh, other conditions that make it much more difficult uh, to travel. So, that it's important to know what else that they is that it i mean is is it is is their entire retirement going to be visiting their their adult kids so i i would very much doubt that so what else what else do they want to do uh, in in retirement and how do we facilitate how do we facilitate that and that then uh brings us to the question of 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 uh, of that lifestyle because we need to know how much income that they are going to need in retirement, and we have to figure that out. And where is it going to come from? And uh, other besides Social Security, which we don't even have a strategy for yet, you have to see how the Social Security integrates with with uh, with the other, you know, with their other forms of income. We also don't know anything about their health. So let's say their health is average. Well. You can't just set your software at age 90 because obviously women outlive men. Mm-hmm. So what's, we have to look at, at what's the probability uh, that one of them will live well into their 90s and one might you know, live into their 80s. So there might be a nine-year period where, or even longer where likely to be a widow uh, so we have to look at, at, at how we're going to plan and how long uh, do the assets have to last, so, which means we also have to look at longevity, and we have to do a serious longevity analysis from, from what the income that we're, and, and assets that we're looking at here, they're probably in the top 1% uh, of, of people. And we look at Social Security data because these people are not average, so one of them probably can, can live uh, to 95, 96, 97, 98. Uh, one of them may live you know, into their high 80s. Uh, that means we have to look at how long uh, do their assets have to, have to last. And they have to last um, you know, during periods where the market is highly volatile, as it is right now. And we have to look at periods where, where the market is not uh, as volatile as it is right now. We, we know uh, just from modern portfolio theory, there's always a 50% chance of failure. 
So we have to we have to then you know, it just takes us back to how much risk it's going to be in the portfolio and how much time do we need to recover. So if we can get that risk down to the 5-10%, that golden 5-10%, to 10%, then, then our recovery is, is relatively brief. Now, my philosophy is very simple. Take some money and go manage it yourself. So if you lose a lot of money, you can't blame me. You did it. You're responsible. Mm-hmm. Because any money that is in our wheelhouse, we're going to look at the magic 5-10% because we don't want to lose anything more than that because we want a quick recovery. And we want to have as much guaranteed income as as we need to have. Uh, We don't have to have absolute certainty, uh, but we want to have enough certainty uh, of income because we know from the research that people who have guaranteed income tend to live longer, tend to be happier, and tend to spend money because they know that the following month the account's going to get filled up again. And they don't have to worry, where's my money going to come from? They don't have to worry about sequence of risk and return, uh, where, where if they get clobbered by a down market early in retirement, their whole retirement uh, is, is just shot, and they're going to run out of money, usually within, within nine years, is, is what the research uh, uh, shows us. Well, you know, well, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, I was just curious. Well, actually, I had a couple of follow-ups on that uh, for quickly for you. But since you're still on it, 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 how do you build in that personal pension for them? Because they said they had annuities. Is it common to have annuities or sh- or is that too much? Uh, that stood out. Well, it, it's, it, it's hard to know. We need to know what type of <clears throat> annuities they are. Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I mean, they they could be multi-year guarantee annuities, uh, which which are basically interest rate driven, and which you cannot generate income uh, from any of these uh, multi-year guarantee annuities, CDU alternative uh, annuities. Uh, so I, I don't know what kind of annuities uh, they right. they are. Uh, now, if they're older annuities, uh, they may be desirable to annuitize them because they're based on an older mortality table, and which means that the amount with, with the short of expected life expectancy, that means that the actual payouts would be much higher mm-hmm. uh, to account for the shorter expectancy. Oh, okay. And you would then get into the mortality or longevity credits sooner. One of the things that I find that's very, very misunderstood uh, is uh, that uh, people think that uh, uh, you want to have very high interest rates to, to get to to get better payouts from annuities. That's not true. The lower a lower interest rates actually benefit benefit you if if you know you're going to annuitize because you're going to get to the mortality credits faster and run and run out of your own uh, cash sooner. And if if your play is for income, it doesn't matter what your accumulation account is unless you're using unless it's it's some kind of combination uh, of the uh, accumulation account and, and the interest account uh, but you don't have to elect that you can elect a pure interest account play and in many cases the interest account is very high in some cases it's compound interest in some cases it's simple interest uh, and you know it just it depends on what your objectives are and and and, and then you can select what what uh, uh, what's the what's the best fit. 
Uh, it does not appear from this description that um, we're working with uh, immediate an immediate annuity, but that that can be very desirable uh, because uh, the, the uh, again, depending on what the payout uh, option is, you can you can have a joint life uh, immediate annuity with with a, with a premium refund if the benefits paid out are less than uh, the, the single premium paid. So uh, that's a very popular option uh, today is, is the refund uh, option. Uh, so um, some of these other, other assets, the T-bills, um, again, they, 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 are, they, can be, they can be pretty safe, um, you know, especially if they're short, if they're short duration, um, say 90 days or, or a year. Uh, we we have we have seen um, because of you know strange stuff with the interest rates that uh, even even treasuries uh, are not immune to being discounted. So uh, gold is is I'm sure a diversification play. Uh, real estate is uh, is a good asset. Uh, you you can get significant growth with real estate. Depends on, you know what what type of real estate uh, it is. What the investment is, um, is it is it in a commercial venture? Uh, is it is is it in a, is it in a REIT? Uh, what is what is the real estate? Play? Do they buy a series of individual houses and their their landlords and collecting rent? Uh, I ha I have no absolutely no way uh, to know. Now, asset allocation is uh, is an interesting uh, consideration because up until the high inflation, we, we had the uh, all the trolls were talking about the sixty forty portfolio. But um, the 60-40 portfolio works best in a low inflation, low interest rate environment. Uh, last weekend, in the weekend edition of the uh, Wall Street Journal, they had a, they had a long uh, multi-page article on the death of the 60-40 portfolio, something that Barron's had written about previously and something we've talked about uh, in, in some of our, our previous uh, podcasts. So we would have to figure out what the proper allocation would be. And uh, that that's a portfolio construction issue. And that, again, depends on, on uh, risk tolerance, risk capacity, and how much risk we're willing to take in the Portfolios, as I've said, I, I'm the golden rule: five, ten percent. And if they want to take more risk in managing their, some other portion of their money, go for it. Uh, and then, if if you make money, it's your doing. And if you lose money, it's your doing. I'm I'm not the bad. I'm not the hero, and I'm not the villain uh, in in this. So you have to figure out what the allocation is on a percentage basis, and you also have to figure out how much risk is going to be uh, in those uh, portfolios. And, and, that, and that can be tested. Uh, 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 so that, that, that allows me to, to segue into my favorite subject these days, which is Monte Carlo um, scenario planning. And this, um, this is a bit of a problem. Uh, we're, we're right now, we're evaluating uh, software because we're thinking of, of changing 
uh, the software that we've been using. And we want to look at, one of the things we want to look at uh, is, um, is Monte Carlo uh, and be able to uh, simulation. And we want to be able to better define what is a failure. Uh, for example, if money is needed for 27 years, and the scenarios show us that, um, you know, we do 25,000 scenarios uh, on a particular thing, and it shows us that uh, we have a, a situation. I don't want to call it a failure rate because that's, that's the way people understand it or it's, or it's kind of shorthand explained to them, but that's not what you're really saying. If we do 25,000 iterations and in... 20,000, it indicates that the assets will run 27 years, but in 5,000, it says that the assets won't run for 27 years, and that's going to show that this strategy is a failure. But it's not a failure, not really, because people will adjust their spending, so they'll cover the five years or the three years, whatever it might, it might be. And you have to look at the longevity analysis, and we use the Society of, of Actuaries Longevity uh, uh, Calculator. Uh, we like that one. Uh, there may be others that are that are equal or, or excellent, but that's the one that we use. And we also look at some of the, the longevity uh, research that the Society of Actuaries puts out. So if you combine the Monte Carlo uh, scenario analysis with the longevity analysis, you get you get a better picture of how long you, you need the money to last, and you have to look at uh, so-called failure, so-called failure rates. Now, do you want me to go on? Or well, we want... probably have time enough just for one more scenario. Okay. Uh, well, let, let, probably need to right. take a break and then get back okay. with that. Uh, I mean, I was going to ask another question just quickly on them. They're 63 and 64, so they're not yet at Medicare age. So that's another consideration, right? Uh, we'll, yes. we'll cover them, uh, bridge that gap up till that. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, they, they, they would need some sort, they would need some form of, um, of health insurance, which could buy in the private market on the exchange. We generally advise people not to buy COBRA. Uh, because it's because it is so expensive. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk, I, I don't want to talk a lot about RMDs right now because because the IRS made RMDs so impossibly complicated. I mean, it, it, you took something that was annoying but not complicated to now be both annoying and mind-numbingly complicated, especially uh, it, on inherited. Uh, are inherited qualified assets uh, where you do have RMD uh, issues. And you get so many questions uh, about that. Uh, I've, I've just been sending links to some of the uh, Ed Slot uh, uh, comments. Uh, he's got people, he gets a ton of these. I, I, get, I, get, a, I get some of these in the, in the Stump the Guru, and I'm, I'm just sending a link to Ed Slot. Because uh, a lot of a lot of those have been covered by questions that that slide has talked about. Let's talk about tax planning uh, for uh, for a moment. Um, wh when you get a when you get a deduction uh, for for uh, for tax for tax deferred contribution, it's not a real deduction. It's, it's basically an exemption 
for a period of time, and and then you and then the, and then you have to pay uh, Uncle Sam, and and you can and there are strategies uh, to to address that. Uh, one one of the obvious ones are Roths, and there's a lot to be said, and a lot of ink has been spilled. Uh, on Roths, and, and they're fi perfectly fine strategies, but not enough has been done with trust planning. There are a lot of trust opportunities uh, that, that are very, very effective and have actually have more juice uh, in them than, than Roths. Uh, and I'm not knocking Roths. We use them all the time. They, make, they can make a lot of sense, uh, but they have to be combined, again, with, 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 a, long with a longer term uh, strategy on on uh, on assets. Now, um, depending on how much income is coming out, you know, once you become Medicare eligible, then you have to deal uh, with not only the cost of uh, Part B, but you have to deal with the surcharges, the excise taxes that are income based uh, on Part B. Uh, and also uh, Part D, the prescription drug piece, is also uh, income tested. So uh, the, this this com becomes very expensive. And I, you know, I my crystal ball is not good enough to know uh, about the future. And there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, you know short term tax strategies, trading strategies, uh, and you have to look at these to see if you're better off or worse off. Uh, once you've completed one of these, uh, one of these strategies. So um, the other thing I, I would say is that when you're when you're looking at um, when you're looking at strategies, you really have to see how wide the brackets are. And next year's brackets are very very wide. I mean, it gives a, there are a lot of opportunities. Uh, to take advantage of because because of inflation, inflation has had a positive impact. Uh, this is one of the areas where the impact is positive because it's widened out those brackets. Now, you know, the, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is set to sunset at the end of 2025. So there there are opportunities that that should be investigated. Not every opportunity is. Uh, appropriate for for everyone, and right now uh, I'm looking at uh, doing one or two uh, events. They'll be local. They'll be live events uh, on year-end uh, tax opportunities and and uh, tax strategies for for middle income and middle class uh, individuals. These are not these are there are a lot of strategies that are not just limited to the most affluent. A lot of those strategies will be are very effective and can be effective uh, for middle income tax players payers, but don't know how to play uh, in, in that uh, in that sandbox, if you will. Well, uh, we have uh, probably time enough for one more scenario uh, that we'll cover, and Fred can choose whether we want to do. Now, these are hypotheticals, but they are based on real-life scenarios. And as we said before uh, earlier, that Fred has seen all of this and more in his years in helping people in his area of specialty in the financial arena, and that is retirement. So, Fred, we've got the 71-year-old man or the 59- and 61-year-old couple which one do you, we want to do next uh, after the break? Uh, let, let's do the 59 and, and 61. No, no, that's a single individual. So let's do another okay. couple. All right. Well, you got another couple and they're 59 and 61. And that is straight ahead on Money Matters USA. 
are baffled how many people don't understand the choices, risks, options, and the expenses they pay in their current 401ks. That stops today. Get your total retirement income plan that includes a social security maximization report, forensic fee analysis, and a risk assessment. All you have to do is give us a call. Contact Fred Sade at Money Matters USA, 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. Here we're back with Money Matters USA and 800-593-8188 is the number to reach out to Fred and also the website moneymattersusa.net. Uh, as Fred opened up, uh, this is podcast 117. Well, there are 116 other podcasts there at moneymattersusa.net, and uh, you can just uh, scroll through at your leisure. Uh, there's a write-up on each of the uh, the topics that we cover in the podcast. We've covered a lot here in this, uh, what is it now, Fred, two and a half years? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can't do the math that quick. Hey, be sure to hit that red light program tab too and learn about the red light on the dashboard program. As it says here, red light on the dashboard. Make sure you don't outlive your money. Uh, speaking of money, Fred and I, uh, quickly, we were just talking about, uh, because this podcast will drop the Friday before Halloween weekend, the weekend before Halloween. And uh, both of us apparently bought the same bag of uh, <laughs> candy bars. Uh, and you were talking about shrinkflation. Yep. Uh, the, uh, we got the, I know the exact same bag, the bag, the M&Ms had about six or seven M&Ms yep. in there. The, um, the Snickers, it was a bite size candy bar. Yep. I, I mean, I know they're miniature bars, but it seems like you used to yeah. get at least two bites out of yes. it. She did. I mean, they just they just cut it in half. So I, I decided that when the kids come around, I'm going to give them two uh, instead of instead of one because yeah. at least giving them the same amount as we used to give them. That'll keep your house from getting toilet papered uh, if you give them two. Oh yeah, egged. Oh, nothing like getting egged. Uh, eggs and or toilet egged. Paper. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, it's like tar and feathers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, I got to power well, wash the thing. Oh, oh gosh. Um, I, I will admit years ago I did, I was part of toilet papering someone's house, but, um, no, no damage to the house. Just probably a minor inconvenience uh, for them. All right. We've, uh, we covered a, a scenario. It's a hypothetical, but certainly sounds real. It's based on real life situations. So we've got another for Fred to break down a 59 and 61 year old couple plan to retire at the ages of 65 and 67. Both have 401ks through their respective employers. Other investments include many keep many stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. They have no children. They'd like to travel to all seven continents upon retirement. So, Fred, what are we working with here? How are you going to help this couple? Well, uh, my process is the same. In other, in other words, we have a first meeting, which will last two, two and a half hours, and we're going to find out uh, what they want their money to do for them. And we're going to find out what their goals are, what, what's the purpose of the money, what, are, what, um, what happens uh, when, the la- when the surviving spouse dies, who's going to get the money. Do they have family that they want to leave it to? Is there an institution, a charity? Uh, a particular program, school, what, 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 what's the goals, the purpose of the money? What do they want their income to do for them? What's the end game? What's the legacy game 
here. Uh, are they charitably inclined? We can start some of that going during their own uh, lifetime. It's not likely that they can that they're going to spend uh, all the money. Now, let's be realistic. We we have talked about, and we've had a lot of fun talking about people living to 150 and 110, 132. Mm -hmm. But realistically, most of these people are not going to make it to age 100. So they they're going to they they may have enough money for their for two lifetimes. What do we do with the excess? That's the legacy. There's no kids to leave it may not have any family that they care enough about to leave it to oh, Uncle Tom and Aunt Jane. Who cares? You know, eh, I right. got that. I'll buy the Maserati now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, so what do we want to do with that? Um, we don't know. Uh, again, once we can figure out what the goals, what the purpose is, what they want their money do for them, then we have to go through the risk tolerance, risk capacity, how much risk is in their portfolios. Then we have to look at, uh, you know, the the diversification within the portfolios, and that and that will will help us with with measuring uh, risk. Like, again, we want to see what what would happen if two thousand and eight repeats itself. Uh, what would what would happen, and and how, that'll tell us. Uh, how much money we can lose. Let's say for the sake of argument, to keep this simple, let's say they have $2 million. And if they have a drawdown and lose a million and they want to, ha and they want to take, let's say, 100000 a year and we uh, have to get recovery, they're going to be out of money uh, in, in about seven years. So what are we, what are we trying to accomplish uh, here. So that then becomes a question. Once we answer these fundamental questions, we get to the budget. And once we can get a handle on the budget, they have to own that budget. Because if they don't own the budget, the rest of the planning process is we're just going through the motions. Then we can we can dig down into what the sources are of, of their of their income, how much of it needs to be guaranteed, how much of it needs to be uh, probability-based. And if we look at uh, their, their needs, their, their, uh, their wants, their hopes, uh, divide, divide things into those three uh, categories, uh, then, then we can figure out from there uh, how to construct the portfolios, how much diversification we need to take based on, on, on the amount of risk that, we're, that we want in the portfolios, Look at their income sources, Social Security, annuities, uh, perhaps uh, uh, perhaps some of those stocks could be dividend uh, paying. Um, how it, do we do we have enough income uh, to last us uh, through retirement uh, for both lives, whether alive and both for and for a survivorship? As far as travel goes, again, we want the travel to be done early. Uh, and get it, get it all done as quickly as you as they possibly can while they're young enough to enjoy it. Another thing we have to uh, look at is uh, they want to retire at 59 and 61. Uh, they're 59 and 61. They want to retire at 65, 67. Uh, probability is that they'll retire earlier uh, because we, we have studies that, that show us that people normally retire uh, earlier than than they actually expect that they're going to, and usually retirement is is early retirement is is due because they've been let go by the employer, 
or they have a health problem or a member of their family uh, has a health problem and they need to function as a caregiver. So those are the three. There are other reasons, but those are the three dominant uh, reasons uh, that we're looking at. And um, so we, we, need to, we need to make sure that they have enough uh, income. Uh, and then it becomes a question of how much that income needs to be guaranteed. And if they're going to be doing a lot of traveling, they're, they're going to be beating up their credit cards pretty good. So we're, we may have to have a high rate of, of income uh, during early and during travel years, and then we can reduce the, the income need uh, later on. Now, in this kind of situation, inflation is not a, a dominant consideration at all, because if, if we need a lot of money in the early years and less money in the later years, then the spending pattern is actually showing a declining spending uh, rate. And uh, since that run rate is declining, we don't have to worry about inflation uh, all that much in this situation. We can't ignore it, but, but it, it's, it's, not, it's not a... F a major driver uh, in a situation where, where spending is, is declining. Um, we, may, we may want to uh, double up or triple up or catch up, uh, whatever uh, you want to call it. We, we may want to max the contributions, uh, but we may want to have some tax diversification. Here, it's not too early uh, a, a, for a Roth to be tax cured. It only takes five years to protect principal and it, and the and, and interest, uh, you can always take principal out at any time because it's always after tax. And we may want to look at some other uh, uh, some other strategies, particularly legacy strategies here, uh, you know, for them. Now, some of these legacy strategies will provide income. We'll give them an upfront tax deduction. Uh, it will, it will, uh, equal to the amount of money that they will get uh, on, the, on, on the way back, uh, let's say, on a, on a 10 or 12-year duration. Um, yeah, these, these strategies can be very effective. They can generate income, and they can also generate an upfront deduction uh, for their <clears throat> charity or not-for-profit of, uh, of, of choice. Um, you know, the other thing is because they have no caregivers, only themselves— they need to think seriously about having long-term care uh, coverage. And since 85% of people require some form of long-term care uh, coverage at, at later ages, uh, then, uh, then this is imperative uh, for both of them. This can be done in a very, very effective uh, way for them. They, they appear to have the assets for it, so it could be an asset-based uh, solution. And we don't have to worry about uh, about health uh, issues when you're using an asset-based solution. So I think these are these are the considerations that I, that I would have. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, and um, I I think it's really cool to you know one because you had to you you got to have dreams for your retirement, and um, they want to visit all seven continents, including Antarctica. Uh, yeah. Which means I know there are cruises where you can, uh, and it's yeah. a rather long cruise, but you can yeah. visit all the continents. Yes, yeah. I mean that's 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 why I, that's why I hit on the spending. Yeah, it looks like they're going to have a lot of spending early on in retirement, and the key. I, th I think another key, which I didn't mention, but another key is 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 go for experiences and don't don't go for 
you know, tchotchkes and, uh, you know, souvenirs and that kind of right, stuff. Right, right, which you're just going to throw in the junk drawer. Yeah. So I was yeah. just looking at this. Apparently, Royal Caribbean offers the ultimate world cruise, a 274-night journey around the world. It runs from December 10th, 2020, well, 2023, to September 10th, 2024. <laughs> Begins wow. and ends in Miami, but visits yeah. all seven continents, 65 countries, over 150 ports of call, and 11 world wonders. Um and so that's amazing. I wonder how much that is. I don't see a price tag on that. I, I don't know. I assume they have multiple gyms to work off the meals. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, I guess it's one of those things where if you have to look at the price, you can't afford it. Because <laughs> they True. don't give it. Uh, but that's <laughs> pretty said, cool. Who but. said that? Uh, John D. Rockefeller? Was it he? I No, I've always heard that saying, but I, I've never heard it attributed to someone. I think someone. it was Rockefeller who, who, was, who said that. I don't think yeah. it was Ford. I think it was Rockefeller. It, who said that? It, well, you the know, beauty of the, the internet is I can look know, it up. One of, the, one of the great trips is, is to go to the Rockefeller Estate on the Hudson. And um, when you go there, there's two different tours you can take. The more interesting one, I, I find, or well, the garden tour is very interesting. Uh, but the, the one that I found the, found the most fascinating is, is the tour of the home. Uh, and oh, the gardens. Yeah. You see a little bit. I, the I the home that. tour is just fascinating to, to see uh, how they how they lived uh, in, in an age that was presumably low technology uh, but they, they actually had uh, a, the comforts. 19, <laughs> yeah. well, 1901 they had a they, they didn't have air conditioning but they had a cooling system that actually was very efficient and it cooled the house what did it use how did it operate? I have no was idea it, uh, some sort of no idea have I you think ever... it used Water. It, it used water. Oh, some type of water. Have you ever visited uh, Monticello, Jefferson's yes. home? Uh, yes, yes. He was an amazing inventor. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He had uh, a lot of cool things. <laughs> some of the, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the elevator system. They actually had an elevator system. Wow, they did uh, the... And, and, Okay. Automat automatic elevator. And the other thing that's fascinating is you go into the garage and you see the old cars and you see that they had during the Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt administration, they actually had an electric car. Really? Like the thing, yeah, it looked like a sleigh. In other words, it, it had four little uh, tires on it and it had a flat board <laughs> and it had a battery and, and it had a steering wheel. Oh, yeah, pretty God. crude. But actually, enough to get around, you know. Now, why the, did they uh, keep going with that technology back then? I, I, I don't know. They they said it was a kid's it was a kid's toy. Oh, probably that, okay. Probably did not go fast at all. No, but but I looked you know looked at it and said that is cute. You know, it had a uh, it was in working condition. It had an Exide battery in it, and 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 they said and they didn't do it, but they said sometimes they take it out. And, and demo it, and and, and uh, it's a lot of fun to see it. That would be cool. I've, I've never even been to, I haven't been to Biltmore in Asheville, North Carolina either, but I'd love to visit that uh, place. Oh, by the way, uh, J.P. Morgan, if you have to ask how much it costs, oh, you Morgan. cannot afford it. That was J.P. Yeah. Morgan. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I was wrong. Well, was you were wrong. close. Okay. <laughs> you were no. close. Yeah. Uh, it could Same have pew. just easily been the uh, Rockefeller, without a doubt. Well, uh, thanks so much for joining us now. To reach out to Fred again, 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. The website, moneymattersusa.net. This podcast, it's here. I mean, in a week, we'll be working on 118. So stay with us on the podcast, Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.